We got a couple of girls upstairs passing out flowers up there. Thank you, ladies, for taking them up there. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from one and only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. On this Good Shepherd Sunday, we think about our Good Shepherd and all that he has done to lead us, to guide us, to give us life. We give thanks to God for all of this. But this is not something that's just a one-day, one-event thing, is it? The shepherd isn't a one-day job where he just walks up to the sheep and sees that they're there and goes, okay, we're good to go. It's not that, is it? If he goes up and he counts 99 and he goes, well, I got 100, where's my 100th? He goes to search for them, doesn't he? And he continues to provide for and to care for his sheep. St. Paul was very concerned about this. St. Paul was finished with his third missionary journey, and he was now going to leave. All he knew was he's going to Jerusalem as the Spirit had guided him, and that going to Jerusalem meant that he would be imprisoned, and he thought and figured probably die. But that is where he was called to go at that point. So he's talking to the elders in Ephesus, and he is telling them all that has happened. He is giving his goodbye address to them, and he's giving them their final charge. And within that final charge, that final command, that guidance that St. Paul gives to them, he gives us Acts chapter 20. It says, he goes, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. This is St. Paul's warning, not just to the elders in Ephesus, not just to that church in Asia Minor, but really it's a warning to the churches throughout all time. There will be fierce wolves that come in, wolves coming in to seek to destroy the sheep, to pull them away from the flock. There will be those within the fold that will seek to pull others away to lead them astray. This is a warning given to us today, given to all churches still today, that there is danger in the world, that there are wolves out there seeking to destroy your faith, seeking to pull you away from the shepherd, that there are even people within church that can speak twisted things to tell false lies, heresy, to get you to not believe in the Good Shepherd. And we find this in abundance throughout America. Find it really in abundance, of course, throughout the world. So church is a safe place to gather, but not because that there's no harm or no danger. Church is the safe place to gather because, as Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hands. So it sounds really safe, but how do these two go together? What St. Paul says, they're being wolves and those within their midst that will speak twisted things. And Jesus saying that no one will ever snatch them out of my hands. How do these two things work together? Well, it's quite simple. You guys ever as a child or have a child and they start to wander off Maybe someone else says their name, but they don't know the voice, do they? They might recognize their name, but as they get older, they realize that's not the voice of mom or dad. That's not the voice I recognize. 
You can always remember that even as a parent, you realize your kid's voice. You can pick out your kid's voice in the midst of a hundred kids yelling and screaming. And when one starts to cry and you're like, yeah, that one's mine. I recognize that cry, what happened? <laughs> Hearing Jesus' voice is because we're attuned to him. We continually hear it, we're aware of it. It's not just his words, but it's him speaking to us. And how does he speak to us? And what does he do to us? And how does he shepherd us? Well, he calls us by name. If we go to Psalm 23, it says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. How is God with me to comfort us? In baptism, he makes you his own. In baptism, he connects himself to you. He unites himself to you. He gives you his spirit. And so he is always with you. In Psalm 23, 2, he says, He makes me light on green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He brings me to the waters of holy baptism. And in Psalm 23, verse 5, he says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He's prepared the table again for us this morning in the midst of this world, in the midst of any enemies we might have in the church and the wolves outside of the church. He's prepared the table. He continually calls to you makes you his child through the waters of baptism, feeds you and strengthens you with, with his own body and blood. Through all of this is how he's able to say that you hear his voice. You gather together, you hear his voice. And because of that, he gives you eternal life. And because of that, no one can snatch you out of his hands. Now, what you've got to understand is that just because no one can snatch you out of his hands, death itself can't tear you away from God. But you can stop listening to his voice. You can choose to walk away and not hear him. You can choose to say, I don't want to hear your voice, Lord. I don't desire your gift of life, Lord. I don't. I would rather perish. And that's what Jesus was dealing with in the gospel. The Jewish people came and they encircled him in the Greek. This was not a friendly group. This is a group that comes to him and they're demanding that he tell them clearly if he is the Christ. They have encircled him so he can't get away. They want to know. And Jesus says, I have told you and I have done the works that witness to that and attest to who I am and you don't believe. You don't hear my voice is what he is saying. And he's given them the opportunity right now to hear his voice. He goes, my sheep hear my voice. He's saying, you're not hearing my voice. You're denying what you have seen and heard from me. Those are not sheep of his fold. Even though they are physically hearing Jesus talk, they're not listening to him. They're not receiving his word. And so he does not know them. And that is what he says at the end of time. When he gathers us all together, he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. Because they don't hear his voice. They don't hear his word. They don't gather to receive his sacraments. So there is a lot going on as Jesus is in Solomon's portico, in the colonnade of Solomon. There is so much happening. And it's, for them, it's what we call now Hanukkah. They are celebrating the rededication of Solomon's temple following the second century BC desecration. They cleansed it again, and this is a celebration for them of cleansing the temple. And it's a good time for us also to stop and realize we often desecrate our temple, our body, 
We listen to other voices. We don't obey our shepherd. We desecrate the spirit that he's given to us. And yet God invites us to come back and hear his voice again, that he might call us his own, that we might follow him, that we would never perish, and so that we could trust that no matter what happens in this world, just like our confirmand said last week, I'll suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from this. We can continue to confess that because no matter what happens in this world, we have eternal life. Nothing can take that away from us. Our good shepherd has called you by name. He has made you his, and he'll continue to be with you to guide you through all the valleys of the shadow of death that you go through in this life. So as we come out the other side, we'll see him face to face in the joys of paradise. For that, we can give thanks and praise that it's all him. He says, my sheep hear my voice. He goes, I know them. I give them eternal life. They will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. This is all what God promises to do to you. When he calls, we respond. And he continues to call you week after week after week. May you continue to hear his voice. In his name we give thanks and praise. Amen.